I was having pain because I was too tight. So then you go on and you look at the full body tuna and then start the intermittent fasting. And just now I started the yoga and the breathing that you just added. And I sleep better now because of the breathing, but it can't come all at once. It has to go slowly for me because I can't try to do it all. And so that was the big learning journey. A little bit, integrate, a little bit, integrate. Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. I am super excited to bring today's conversation with you because we are joined by one of our very own Fit Father, David Marcus, who is joining us from Switzerland. And this conversation is amazing because David is the type of guy that actually was in pretty bad shape in his early 40s. And he had a family history of the same. He actually had a heart attack at 43. And thankfully, he was able to be rushed to the hospital, get a stent put in, and, and he didn't have major complications from that. But he also lost, I believe, his dad and maybe even his grandfather in their 50s to heart disease. So David was on that trajectory, but he has two daughters and a beautiful wife, and he wanted to really just be around for them. And he was looking for many years on ways that he can actually create a sustainable plan. Well, fast forward, like many guys, he finds FFP online, starts working the program, falls in love with the sustainability. And now he's a couple years into this thing down in weight, down in body fat, off his CPAP machine, just so many great benefits, like emotionally, physically, even spiritually. And he shares his story of like what really worked for him. What I find particularly interesting about this conversation is just some of the subtle mindset things that David has and the different things he focuses on, especially being the fact that he is in FF30X phase four. So he's gone through the main phases one through three, which is really focused on losing weight. Now phase four is about expanding this journey out to not just lose weight and sustain that, but really to look at your whole life holistically. And I think it's cool for David to share all the different things that he experiences in his work, in his family, with friends, connections, and relationships, and just new possibilities. This is just another one of these amazing reminders that our health is just so interconnected. I think I said it in some of the earliest videos you may have watched of me and FFP, that health is the foundation of everything we love. And I look at David's life now when he had the heart attack at 43, my dad died at 42, and he is a prime living example that you can turn your health around and set yourself up for an amazing future. So David, when you're listening to this, congratulations again, brother. Our team is so excited and happy for you. And for everyone else, get ready for some inspiration from one of our amazing Fit Fathers, David Marcus. All right, David, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm so happy to have you here. Great to be here. It's really great. So this is going to be a great episode, I already know, because I know a bit about your backstory. And I definitely want to get into that in the beginning of this episode. But to kick things off, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to everyone listening, name, age, where you're from, and I think where you live is relevant too right now, um, and what you do for work and a little bit about your family. Great. So my name is David Marcus. I'm uh, 56 years young, I guess is what we say. And uh, I'm living now in Zurich, Switzerland. I'm a high school principal. So I've been doing that for many years, but only about, this is my fourth year in Switzerland. Uh, I've got a wife, uh, Penny, and two daughters. One is in college, one's uh, 10th grader here, and uh, they're the light of my life. And uh, a lot of what I'm doing is to stay healthy for them. So that's really powerful for me. So... That's beautiful. And I, and I think maybe interesting to share that because your family is such a big motivation for you. Maybe a little bit about your family history, particularly as it relates to health, because I think that frames a motivation for your journey. So uh, a big part of my, my history is that 
both my father and grandfather died before 50 of heart disease. And so, you know, there's always a concern, especially amongst my family, how long do I have? So, uh, and it got worse because at 43, I had my own heart attack. Um, and thank God rushed to the hospital, got a stent put in right away and I'm okay. But my weight has always been an issue for me. And if I don't take care of myself, you know, I mean, thinking about what happens if I'm here in Switzerland and something bad happens to me, what, what about my, my family? What about, you know, the future? And so, again, that's a giant part of my story. Yeah, for sure. And I want to like, for people to get context of like where you've come, at least on the body stat side of things, around the time you had a heart attack or before joining this program, height and weight, where were you generally floating around and starting at? So I'm 5'4". I was about 220, which is way too heavy. Uh, after the heart attack, I went down to, you know, whatever 190, but I couldn't sustain. So I went back up when I'm stressed, I, I eat or I, I used to eat. And, uh, when I started the program, I was back up at 220. So, and since then, you know, I've gotten down as low as 184, but I'm plateauing around 190, but the body fat has gone way down. And so I feel really healthy, really energetic. And it's been, you know, a whole new life without those extra pounds. Nice. Well, I, for this one in particular, I feel called to do a little bit like a, before we get into like what you did to get the weight off your experience of the program, maybe a little like snapshot of like what you were feeling and experiencing before and now. So let's start with now. Like now that you've gone through the program, what are some of the main benefits that you experience in your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, et cetera? Well, I mean, so there's a couple of things. Living in Switzerland, there's a lot of mountains to climb. When I first got here, I, I couldn't climb even the smallest mountain. Now, you know, on weekends, my wife and I will go out and, and do two to three hours climbing a mountain and it'll be fine. And it's straight up. I mean, they, they don't have little mountains here. So uh, I do uh, on, on vacations, three day bike touring. You know, I mean, I, I never did that stuff because I was pretty much a couch potato. And the other thing that's really important is that the program, I used to be a major workaholic. I still work hard, but I was a workaholic. So I'd work all day, I'd come home, I'd be tired, I'd sit around, I'd maybe make some dinner, and then I'd go to bed. And so my life, my relationships, I mean, in phase four, there's the whole life wheel, which talks about not just health, but connection and spiritual and, and growth. And so that's really gotten me to look at now that I'm healthy, what are those other things I want to do? So in the past, on a weekend, I'd sit around doing nothing. Now I say to my wife, let's go and do something. And we're very much more active. And that feels great. That's a big difference. It feels great. I mean, honestly, like I, I almost like teared up a little bit here. And you say that because I just hear like, that's the experience of vitality. Like you've experienced more energy and health in this body because you treat it right. And then the energy naturally wants to outflow into expression, you know, with your family, with adventures and new experiences. And I love it because it's almost like at 56, in my opinion, you have this new chapter of like a new lease on life, new country, family, their back half, you're ready for it. Like incredible. So what was the contrast beforehand? So whether it was, you know, I don't know, 220 before joining the program, like what was your day-to-day -day kind of experience like there? I mean, couch potato, low in energy, were you on any prescription meds for stuff? And like, uh, I, I'm, yeah, I was on a lot of, uh, after the heart attack, of course, I had to take meds to, mm -hmm. uh, stop blockages. I had to do, uh, cholesterol meds. And uh, I've gone off one of those. I also had sleep apnea. So I was using a you know, CPAP. I don't have to use that anymore. I mean, nice. again, all these things have made it. I would fall asleep at assemblies 
in my old school because I wasn't getting sleep because of sleep apnea. Right. And, you know, I just wasn't in shape. Now I feel like I walk through the building with energy, happy, you know, I, I'm interacting with the kids in a new way, interacting with faculty in a new way. I just feel like uh, alive in a different way than I did when I just had no energy. And I'm also putting limits on my work so that I can work out and I can be with family and, and reconnect with friends, which I didn't do because it was all work, 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 you know, which is also part of what, you know, my father had too. Right. So, yeah. And yeah. that feeds into the stress. And then the stress, it's like interesting how the mind and the body are so related because then that stress workaholic is going to lead you to like the having the bad dinner, not feeling good the next day. And like that reinforces itself. And at the same time, we're seeing the other thing with you where the body gets healthier and then the soil of the healthy body leads to a healthier mind and emotion. So you get like generative good energy. All right. So let's talk about how you transformed. You've, you found this program online, presumably, right? You check out Apex 8, free meal plans, stuff like that, like many of the guys who are here. What's it like as you're starting to do the stuff, whether it's the beginning of FF30X phase one or the free stuff, what's your mindset like? What are you realizing as ahas? What changes start to happen in your life? Let's go to the early phase of your journey. Yeah. So in the early phase, I said, well, first of all, I had to make the decision that this was important and why. And so the mission statement was crucial saying that, you know, if my dad died at 50 and I'm 53, you know, I want to see my kids grow up and have time and be energetic for my grandkids. So I hadn't really thought much about the future because, you know, when you have a family history like that, you're never sure. So I started by hitting the nutrition really hard, making sure that I had the nutrition right, but then started doing the Apex Apex 10. And, you know, the thing is, I was never a weightlifter. I, I never thought I, I was the guy who did cardio off and on like for three months and then forgot about it but really got into the weightlifting. And what that did for me was I saw my body change. Even if I wasn't losing as much weight, uh, I did lose almost 30 pounds in the first four or five months. And that was major for me. But what I really saw was a change in my body. And every time I saw that happen, I got more excited to keep going and move up those phases. And they're no, I mean, as you always say, they're no joke. I mean, going from, uh, I heard someone the other day say, double trouble, I love double trouble. It's, it's not fun, yeah. but it's fun to get through it and feel stronger. So that's where I started. I started with the, uh, the nutrition, but then the apex. Then I started including hits. But each step of the way, I just added one more piece, paid attention to sleep. You know, I really said, you know, I'm staying up working till 11 and then trying to get up at five to do workout. I'm not getting enough sleep. And that's how I went about it. I took each piece of it. And then once I got one in place, I added another. And I just grew from there. Yeah. Nice. That's a perfect way to approach it for sure. I want to ask you, especially with your background in education and just designing and running an organization that does learning journeys for kids, it's one of the most formative careers you can have. What was it like for you now to be in the student seat in a sense of like, this is a health learning journey, right? It's immersive. There's lots to learn, different facets. More or less, these could be classes, I guess you could say. And you're also kind of self-directing your journey in addition to the brotherhood and our team. But what was it like from like the learning perspective based on your background? I mean, it was fascinating for me because you know, I, I'm a guy who loves a lot of data and information. So when I first started reading it, I tried to read everything. And, you know, then I, it forced me to go read outside. So for me, it had just enough information at the right time. But then I had to take it. And I had to do with it what I wanted to do. And that's actually what I want for the kids at school. I mean, we give them a little bit 
And then they have to think about it and then they got to make their choices and they got to do the learning. So, I mean, I, I thought it was great. You know, so I was having pain because I was too tight. So then you go on and you look at the full body tuna and then start the intermittent fasting. And just now I started the yoga and the breathing that you just added. And I sleep better now because of the breathing, but it can't come all at once. It has to go slowly for me because I can't try to do it all. And so that was the big learning journey. A little bit, integrate, a little bit, integrate. Yeah. And that shift too of what you said that I think was subtly but super important is taking ownership over it too. Like we give you enough that then you're like, oh, I want to learn more about this. And then you go dive deeper. And when you have that emotional connection to your learning, it's not just like information anymore. It's like, it really sticks. I think that's just kind of how the brain works too. And there's an emotional connection to data coming in. Like we internalize it a lot more. Yeah, It's amazing. What was it like with your family seeing you go through this journey? I mean, they're seeing you get freely focused on this. They've probably seen some workout kicks in the past, but they could probably tell this was a little different. So what was their experience like, particularly for your wife, but maybe for your girls as well? Well, so for my wife, my kids, you know, I think in the beginning, they didn't believe it was going to continue, you know, uh, because I had started and I stopped. But then what they saw me doing was prepping the food every day. And then they started they like, whoa, so you're not, you're not getting the pizza with us. You're not eating the junk. I said, no, no, I I really want to try this. And then the waking up and three days a week doing the workouts, they were really excited, but they were most excited because all these people were responding and saying, oh my God, David, what's going on with you? You know, and for my daughter, who happens to be in my school, you know, having people have that positive, you know, view of of dad, the principal, I think made a difference. And so they cheered me on. And again, they've seen it for too long. And they were also worried about, you know, is dad going to be around for too much longer? And I know that they had anxiety about that. So they were excited, but also because I was going and I was doing things with my wife. I say, honey, you know, every Saturday, I want us to go out and go on a hike. You know, so we bonded because she joined the journey with me in those moments. And so it wasn't just watching me. Now it was like, you never have energy to do that. Now we were doing it together and getting closer, which was really, really powerful for me. That's a really powerful thing to share. I mean, I think in this like energy can breathe new life into a relationship that for how many years you've been married needs to be reinvented. No doubt about that. And I think there's very few things that you can do with your partner than being outside in beautiful nature, doing gentle exercise that makes you both feel fantastic. Like, wow. So I can imagine how beautiful those hikes are and the rides are on the weekends. And it's so cool you get to experience that. Now, I want to ask you, what was it like starting the intermittent fasting? I mean, that's probably something you hadn't done one day in your life before, but now you're doing 24-hour fasts, at least in phase two. And, and is that a bit, is that stayed a part of your life? What did you learn about your body from doing some of that? So it stayed a part of my life until I hit phase four, because I was like phase four, which is sustained. You know, I dropped it. But when I, I, I've incorporated back when, let's say I go on a vacation and I've gained a little, then I bring it back in. Again, you know, I've always been one of these guys who doesn't go hundred percent all the time, you know, so I'm at about 85% following the nutrition plan, but it's kept me for two and a half years at a stable weight. So, I mean, I'm feeling great about that. I liked it because I saw the weight come off much quicker. But when I hit the weight that I was pretty good at, I was like, okay, I don't need that anymore. That, that's wisdom though. These things are tools. These things are tools in your tool belt. Like that's what I think of you try to get tools. And now you know how to deploy those as needed. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and even, you know, I mean, it's when we talk about the different tools, 
the travel smart. I mean, I've traveled a lot with the family, always bring the exercise bands, you know I mean? So it's like, you gave me so many tools and it's helped no matter where I'm at, but it also helps that, you know, when I, let's say, lose my way for a little bit, you know, I go back to those tools and I reuse them or I go to the brotherhood and ask them for support and help. So it's been, that's been powerful too. Well, what you just shared, like jogged two things in my memory. One is I think there are excuses that people have common ones, like travels sometimes that trips people up, weekends trip people up, injuries trip people up. So you got to have like something to fill that hole. So I think the travel fits awesome on that front. I'm glad you use those kind of concepts and the bands and those types of workouts. I guess I want to ask you too, what has been your mindset, your inner dialogue? How has that shifted over time? What kind of stuff was David saying to David in the beginning versus maybe now? Has there been change to that kind of aspect of your life as well? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, I I would talk myself out of doing the workouts. I mean, I would be like, uh, today's not today. You know, once I got started though, and I started feeling the energy, I was like, I'd wake up in the morning. I say, no, I got to do it. Or I'd sometimes post in the brother, I'm not feeling it. And then people would come back and say, no, you got to do it, man. And so I would do it. And so my mindset, and I'm also saw the latest thing on mindset, but I now say it's about pushing myself and finishing because I'll feel so much better afterwards. But even with the food, I mean, the prepping, the I, I get joy now out of cooking. And so the mindset is, you know, I know this is good for me. I know where I, I slip up. Let me make sure that I'm all set so I don't slip up. Right. And so... Again, they become habits, which you know means that the mindset doesn't even have to work as hard. Well said. Because I'm just doing it. For sure. And it, that takes time to train in the dojo of your life and your body. But like, I think the more you do this and having the fact that you're in phase four now, it means you've gone through a pretty profound journey and you know, multiple years, so you know how to do this. I think you, something you shared when you did a little intake form before coming on the podcast that you said one huge piece of wisdom, you learn to ditch the mindset that things have to be like perfect, that this is a progressive journey, that naturally due to the flow of life and challenges that you will glide off track and then come back on. Can you speak into that a little bit from your personal experience of like being a guy a couple years into this, especially because there's new guys listening that may have a road bump somewhere in the yeah. near future? I mean, let me go before the program. You know, if I'd get off track and I'd have two bad days, I'd say, forget it. Look, I can't do this. You know, now that I'm in the program, you know, if let's say I've had a a vacation and I've overeaten, I say to myself, you know what? Tomorrow's a new day. And so the mindset is, I don't care what happened there. I know what my goal is. My goal is to be healthy and vital and get my body fat down to the, the percentage I want and be healthy and active for my family. And so every time that I start giving myself negative talk, well, you're already off track. Why not you do? Why don't you do that? I'm like, no, because now that I know I'm off track by the weighing every day or whatever, I know I can make a difference. And so I, I don't give myself those excuses like, oh, it's all lost. And again, you know, the other thing that I've done is set up like Strava and joining with Fit Fathers and, and join a, a challenge with them so that. Yeah, I'm not feeling like walking tonight. Oh, look, they're an hour ahead of me. I'm going out there and doing it because these guys cheer me on and I cheer them on. And so, you know, I can't let them down and I can't let my family down by ever going back to where I was. So, yeah, I love that. And I think what I'm hearing is you have so many different connection and emotional hooks 
It's your family. It's your friends in these other communities. And I think because you have more of those, there's just more reasons for you to be connected to stay on track with this. And I think it kind of begs the question, what has been the impact for you directly with the idea of community? Like versus just doing this by picking up a diet book or doing P90X in your house by yourself. What's it been like being a part of like a like-minded group? And how much do you ascribe that being very helpful for your success? Yeah, I mean, so I was a very private person who also worked very hard. And so I didn't keep up with friends. I didn't join communities because I was either working or spending time with my family. This journey is only successful because it's made me connect to those communities. I mean, Werner, who's here in Switzerland with me. Yeah. I mean, he's been a major, you know, cheerleader, but also he inspires me to do things and keep going. But again, I didn't share about myself. Like I would never have done this podcast before because I'm like, no one needs to know my business. But what I realized is by not sharing, I'm cutting down the ability to have community. And so that is what's kept me going is Ron Kleinman, who's in the, the Kleinsman, who's in the FFP uh, Strava group. You know, we chat every now and then. He's like, go, Dave. And I'm like, but I would never, I was so private. But what private meant was alone in some ways. So this journey has actually opened that whole thing up for me. And that keeps me going. I absolutely love that. And um, and I think this is. In, I, I want to take this in a slightly different direction for the next few minutes. And one is the power of technology. It's beautiful that we do have this at our fingertips now to be able to connect in these authentic communities. And I'm so grateful it's been impactful for you. And I can say from like my end, it's one of the greatest blessings ever that I was able to develop a methodology that can be used and distributed to so many people. And I get to see the blessings of this in terms of lives changed. My mind is always blown by this. And that's, I'm so grateful you're here to share this. Two, from a principal's perspective, and now we're going to talk a little bit about like raising kids, maybe some that have like younger kids. What do you see as like, the right avenue to help steer young kids into health, which means as best as we can support them eating the right kinds of foods, being engaged with school, having good friends that are on a similar like healthy wavelength. And then there's this technology piece too that has a lot of power, but also has a lot of drawbacks. Like, Can you speak into some of your unique perspectives on what you think is important from seeing the behavior of many, many kids in terms of how to raise healthy kids and maybe the interplay of tech on that? Yeah. I mean, this is a hard one because as a high school principal, our kids are on their phones all the time but actually half the parents are also. I mean, one of the things that we find is that parents complain about their kids on their phone and they're doing it just as much. And so, you know, what I've learned in this and and even with my own child, by me doing this, I'm setting a good example at home. So parents can't say, get off your phone if they don't get off their phone. You know, they can't be distracted. But I think the message from early age And this is what Switzerland does really well. Their kids are healthy. They're walking from like, or are out in strollers and out some from the times of two and three. And so they're climbing mountains. And that's why the 85 year olds here are climbing the biggest mountains because they're trained in that way in a driving culture back in the U S and stuff like that. It's hard. So do I have an answer to that? I'm not sure because I worry about a generation of kids who are more sedentary and are on phones. But what we do here is a lot of the local kids, they're very active. And that's just on the weekend, you shut everything off, you don't work, and you go up to the mountains. And it's, it's been really nice to see that activity. 
I don't have an answer to get kids off their phones. You do. I think you you gave two really powerful answers. Is one, like we need to actually be living models for the behaviors that we want of our kids because it's like say one thing, but they see you doing something else. Like actions speak louder than words and kids are sponges for sure for modeling the behavior of their parents and what's normal. And then especially when everyone's doing that, you know, if you're going to be a disruptive influence, you need to really own that and like make that a clear thing. And then two, just the power of I'll say nature, but getting outside into beautiful settings, breathing some fresh air. For me personally, I know that gives me a feeling of like deep, deep connection that I think a lot of people try to like fill the holes with with other things. Not to say you can't have both, but dang, being outside with friends and family is a pretty awesome thing. So maybe more of that seems like a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... And that's been a major part of my journey here. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. Well, I want to ask you a little bit about advice that you have, both for guys starting out as the first part of this question, and then for people who've been, let's just say, on the game for a couple of years, who are maybe actually using phase four, like you are, and and, in making this a little more of a holistic thing and looking at all different areas of life. So let's first go to the beginning, guys, and then let's speak into the phase four veteran experience here on FFP. Yeah. So I would say advice for the the new people is, you know, really commit to the nutrition, but more importantly, the accountability emails, being in contact, you know, for me, writing in each week and making the plan, some people might ignore that stuff and say, I'm doing the exercise, I'm doing the nutrition. But that accountability to someone else that, okay, this week, I'm going to work out this day, this day, and this day. And then at the end of the week, in the first phase, I think you did it two or three times. But even in phase four, I look forward to the Sunday accountability emails because, and be honest, don't, don't fudge it because you're embarrassed. Because if you do that, you're not going to really grow. So if you haven't done well, own it and then make a plan for the next week. So very beginning, and it's going to get tough. But in the, in the first month, just say, you know what, no matter what happens, I'm going to give this my best shot. I'm going to go one step further on the lifting. I'm going to make sure I get an extra cardio day. I'm going to make sure that I I prepped all my meals and I'm not going to beat myself up if I slip up, you know, because it's the the beating up of oneself when they slip up that I think throw, as I read in the brotherhood, that throws a lot of people off. Don't beat yourself up. Just say, tomorrow's a new day. Keep going. Yeah. I think that's great advice, especially because there can be two, two people that have the exact same program and maybe even have the exact same slip up up. They both unintentionally eat a bunch of pizza that the family brought home and, and that's off the plan. But then how the relationship is to that incident can be completely different. One can be, it's a fresh new day, get on the shake, get on the walk. The other one could be the mental attachment to that. So it's such an inner game, especially with those guiding. And I think another thing you said about the being involved with accountability is it's guardrails. It's like a way to have tighter feedback loops. You're not like way off the rails. It's just you're reflecting. It's a self-reflective journey that's very powerful. So on that note, what is it for the veterans, the veteran experience, in your opinion, the phase four experience, in your opinion, what would you say to that? I'd say take the life wheel very seriously. Don't just do it the first time. Every time it comes up in three months, again, it's about being honest with yourself, but then pushing yourself. There was one guy who talked about this program where you had to listen to some podcasts, do so many days of exercise, I mean, do all different things. I, I think what worked for me with the life wheel is I took the health stuff from those questions and I created an accountability sheet for a week. And so I was making sure, are you getting the sleep? Are you getting the water? Are you doing this? If you feel like you're slipping up, sometimes you just got to pull it out of that 
and say, I'm going to track again. Tracking is so important. I started getting DEXA scans to make sure on my, uh, my uh, body composition made a big difference because now if the scale's not moving, but I feel my body's changing, keeping track and, and celebrating the victories really keeps you going. And that's why, again, I've sustained longer than I've ever sustained anything. And they become habits because I'm tracking it, I'm, I'm celebrating, and then I keep moving forward. Yeah. What I heard from that is so, is so powerful is there may be phases in time, even for you in your future, where you know you want to personally get more intentional about tracking, make tracking even heavier if there's like a focus phase. And the DEX is a phenomenal idea too, because you know the scale only has a small smidge of the story, especially as you do more strength training throughout your life. Your body composition is just changing. Absolute weight doesn't necessarily change. Weight's really a good indicator in the beginning when you have a lot to lose. But later on, the DEX is a fantastic tool. I know Warner in particular has like done a lot of those and he's a huge fan of it. And obviously we know why. So in, in, in like the wrapping up of this conversation, David, I want to kind of turn over to you one more time to share anything that you feel like is unsaid, whether that's something to the brotherhood, whether it's something to our team itself, or, or just anything you feel like you'd like to say before we wrap this one up. Yeah, I would say thank you to the whole team, but Kat, especially, I mean, those accountability emails and her reaction, you know, if you're writing for two years back to someone once a week, you don't expect to actually hear back and you do a lot. And I really appreciate that. But most importantly, I mean, it's my, I feel like I have a new life and I'm looking at a future that's 30, 40 years out, which is what I wrote in my mission statement, where before that I was thinking year to year. And so that's all because of the program. So thank you guys for giving me sort of the habits and the approach that, you know, I've, I've come to own and, and feel energetic and have a new life. So Thank you. You are so welcome. I'll say that on behalf of my entire team, particularly Kat. It brings us the greatest joy to see you succeed and continue on this path. I'm grateful that you're in this program and I'm excited to hear how you're doing like one year from now, two years from now. Send some photos of you on some mountain, please. Just make us all jealous. Sure. Here when we're like, we're not yeah. quite as beautiful, but David, I want to appreciate you for, for coming on, sharing your story. I say God bless you and your family and all the great health and the future stuff. And thanks for coming on the podcast. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash fitfatherproject to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode. 